Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8 and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Contra 3 The Alien Wars for Super Nintendo. Contra 3, The Alien Wars, was developed and published by Konami in February of 1992 in Japan. It was released in April of 92 in North America and November of 92 in PAL Territories. Wow, right on the tail there. Which is kind of amazing due to some facts I'll be sharing in just a moment. Mm. Now, this game was originally set to be Contra 4. Okay. But there was a third Contra game for the Nintendo that was never released. It was supposed to come out right before this one. Oh, weird. Okay. Now, in Japan, this game was titled Contra Spirits. All right. And, uh, man, I really wish I'd play the Japanese version. Because, you know what? It has cheat codes, including oh, yeah. the fabled 30-man code. Yeah, they. Uh, I saw that because I was looking for sounds, and I was like, it says there's a sound test code here. And I was like, yeah, for the Japanese one. And I was yeah. like, aw. Yeah, also in the Americans rush to beat the rental market. Right. They dropped our unlimited continues, which the Japanese version had as oh, well. Oh, man. Yeah, I know, right? Jerks. But as you said, it also had a level select and a uh, sound test, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Now, the PAL version of this game is a sequel to its other weird version. Oh, uh, if you recall, the yeah. original Contras were known as Probotector. Yeah, we were a robot guy. Mm-hmm. And this is no different. This is Super Probotector. Mm. In this one, you are alien robots. Right. I've seen, uh, I actually watched a little bit of it where I was, you know, it's almost identical, but mm-hmm. I was like, hey, you get to be a robot. That's kind of cooler. <laughs> yeah, they change you. You are RD008 or RC011. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was amazing that they got the game so quickly after us with that change, with yeah. that, that sprite change. Hey, man, good, good on them. Very much so. Now, Contra 3 was also... Uh, Included in the Nintendo Super System, a thing I never saw, which was kind of like the PlayChoice 10, but for Super Nintendo. Oh, really? I, yeah, I never saw that either. I'm not sure if it was in the United States, but apparently it was one of the few games in there. It was kind of a way to preview Super Nintendo games. And finally, this game was ported to the Game Boy two years later in what is apparently a very good conversion. I, I never knew that they ported this to the Game Boy, but I saw some of it and I was like, it looks pretty sweet. Like, well, it was done by Factor 5. Okay. The port, so a lot of uh, pedigree there. You may remember them from our <laughs> Turrican episode. Yeah, yeah. And this was also re-released uh, as Alien Wars EX on the Game Boy Advance 10 years later. Okay. With a few more things added, I think. Okay, cool. Nick, what kind of game is Contra 3, The Alien Wars? Well, this is a... 2D, uh, kind of side-scrolling, run-and-gun action game. For most of the game. Yeah, you do get some overhead levels, much like Super C, but they're a little weird. Yeah, they're not not nearly as cool as the ones in Super C. I will (laughs) give you that. Yeah. Now, in this game, you are no longer Lance or Billy, because this takes place many years in the future. Yeah, yeah, hundreds of years. But you are their descendants, who who also have really cool names. Yeah, Jimbo and Sully. Jimbo and Sully. (laughs) 
pretty sweet. I thought this was maybe like set 50 years in the past with names like that. I, I guess yeah. not. It's something I never really thought about until right when I was starting to play this game again. And I was like, year the year is AD 2636. And I was like, whoa, what, what year was the other? You know what I mean? And then checking the manual, they're like, you're the descendants. And I was like, oh, okay, well, let's do it. The alien scourge is back. And now it's up to you and your buddy Jimbo to solve the problem. <laughs> Well, like every other Contra game, you can jump. Yep. And this jump is very similar to the ones of past. Yeah. Very um, tall, very squirrely. You can maneuver a very, very large amount within that jump. Yeah. It's a good jump. Yeah. Very good. It translates very well to the Super Nintendo version. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't be a Contra game without the ability to shoot. Of course. Yeah. And you get a solid... Eight directions shooting, uh, and you can hold down all your fire buttons for rapid fire pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And what most people love about the Contra games is the fact that you get power up yeah. special weapons. Yeah. And this game is no different. Mm-hmm. In fact, one cool thing is that you get two. Yeah, this was like the big step up kind of where it was like, whoa, you can hold two weapons and switch between them. Yeah, so you've got your jump button, your shoot button, but then you now have a change guns button, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And when you die, you actually keep the gun that's not in your active hand yeah so switching out right before you die if you know what i mean it's like, very, very good strategy it's a good it's a skill you'll learn or alternatively what i end up doing usually is saving a gun for the boss right right yeah so since you have two guns in this game and a lot more buttons you're allowed to do a few other things which is uh pretty cool and one of those is firing both guns at the same time yeah, it's uh, pretty awesome because you'll do a jump, like you'll flip and shoot them all around you in different, you know, full 360. Yeah, you got to hold uh, the shoulder buttons on that one. Yeah, yeah. But it is super cool. Now, if you hold the shoulder buttons without firing, you just do a really cool, I'm holding my guns in the air <laughs> pose. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. It's pretty much what you want to do during every boss's explosion. Right, right. Look at, look at the camera and wink. Definitely. So in the side-scrolling levels of this game, you are given a few new things you can do or maybe just one new thing and that's the ability to climb or hold on to stuff yeah they kind of uh take a page out of say ninja gaiden or something you can grab onto walls and by pressing up or down you can scale them as well as hanging from certain railings and Mm -hmm. or ceilings yeah yeah um and you move along those which uh and you can still jump off them and catch back on it's uh, pretty cool yeah definitely but all of that goes away when you get into the overhead mode yeah, this is the weird part of the game. <laughs> because since it is overhead, there is no jumping. You, there's no need to. There's no obstacles, really. Yeah, now when you do that, your button, the jump button will make you like lay down on the ground. And uh, enemies will shoot over you, but you yeah. still run into you. And the biggest difference is that when you're in overhead mode, left and right is now a strafe. Yeah, yeah. And to rotate your character or the screen, depending on what you've selected. And we'll get to that in a moment. Yeah. You have to use the shoulder buttons, which is fairly awkward, I think. It's very weird. I, you know, I don't know if it was just to show off Mode 7. You know, there was another game on Super Nintendo, I think Brandish, where it was like an RPG. Uh-huh. But you move around this dungeon, and it's like you're always oriented facing up, and you rotate it around you. And I'm like, just because you can do it doesn't mean you should. But. Yeah, and to clarify for folks that don't know, Mode 7 was a special mode on the Super Nintendo that allowed scaling of a uh, one sprite. One very large sprite in different Mm -hmm. ways. So the way it's manifested in this game is that that one giant sprite is the level you're walking on, and they allow it to rotate and whatnot as you move around it. Yeah, it's uh, a little. It takes a little while to get used to, and even when you do, it's not that great. But no, to be honest. 
So in both the overhead and the side-scrolling levels of this game, you will find the classic power-ups for the most part. Yeah, they have the same kind of appearance as they have in all the other ones. In the side-scrolling, they float along in their weird little pod thing, as uh, they do. The manual calls those weapon wings. Okay. So there. And then in the overhead ones, you only get those once you destroy a man in a turret. Yeah. So, but either way, we have a lot of the classic weapons and a few new ones. So let's go over those right now. Yeah. You have the classic S for spread. Yeah, um, and it performs uh, much like it did in the past. Uh, Almost identically, I think. Yeah, I do think it's, uh, it doesn't feel as strong here, though. Like, I don't know if that's just because of the other weapons, but it's not the, you know, a lot of these enemies take more than one shot to kill now. Yeah. So there are a lot of times where it's like enemies will be coming at you. And I was like, I'd rather use my standard gun because I can get this one guy right. dead faster than, you know what I mean? Than a huge uh, array of enemies. Yeah, um, but... Yeah, still here, still kicking butt. And then, of course, is the classic L, the laser. Yep. Uh, definitely more laser-looking in this one. Yes, and uh, it's uh, still pretty strong, um, and it, uh, it doesn't do the weird thing before where, you know, when you shoot it and then start shooting another one, it doesn't stop it and start over. You Correct. Know? So it's more like a standard laser, but it does have a different function on the overhead levels. Yeah, yeah. Which is uh, pretty awesome, where it's just like an actual laser beam that just stays shooting out. Well, it makes no sense as a laser. It's more like a a lightsaber that's like 15 feet long. Or maybe like a (laughs) flamethrower that uses a laser instead of flame. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's, uh, really powerful there. So that's where it really... Very much so. Yeah, that's where it really shines. And when you're in the overhead uh, levels with the laser, I mean, you're just walking around with it sticking straight out. So you just basically bring it over top of the things you want to kill. Mowing them down. It's definitely the best in, in that mode. And then next up, we have the C. Yeah, the or crush gun, uh-huh. or uh, as um, the manual calls it. Uh, this is, uh, you shoot out a missile or two, and they it's kind of a short range, but then it does a burst of explosions. Um, kind of similar to, say, the crash bomb in Mega Man 2, or certain other, there was a very similar weapon in R-Type that we recently played. So, mm-hmm. And uh, this is new to the series, though. Yeah, and uh, it's it, this is even stronger than the laser. It's super strong. So. But you don't have the range. No, no. And then another new one we have is the flamethrower. Yeah, yet another new, the, the F is different again, uh, but this is probably the it's best. It's still flame-based, so. Yeah, and uh, now it's like an actual flamethrower where you have a little chain of fire that mm-hmm. comes out and you can wave it around. Uh, it is a little hard to control, though. Yeah, it waggles pretty goofily. It, it's kind of funny, but. Yeah, uh, and then in the overhead versions, it's very similar, but even harder to control. Well, see, in the overhead versions, too, it's, I kind of like it better in some situations than the laser because it will shoot through obstacles. Okay. So you but it's so slow when things. you spin. That's that's my one of my big problems with well, that. And like the laser remains a straight line when you spin, but the 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 F kind of lags behind in like a loop, kind of weird. Right. I find it awkward to use in that because of that. It, yeah, agreed. And then finally, we have a lot of people's favorite of the new weapons, and that's the H. Yeah, homing missiles, man, and um, they're pretty darn cool. This I really thought this was awesome because previously. When other games would have something with a homing feature, it was, you know, one or two on the screen. But here it's like you have rapid firing these missiles out and they're all tracking around. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, it's amazing how well they work and they do work. I try to pick this one up whenever I can. It's a really good, uh, good one to have in a lot of situations. It is probably the weakest special gun, mm-hmm. but I mean, rapid fire can help make up for that. So, And that's all of our weapons, but there are two more things that drop from those uh 
What does the manual call them? Uh, weapon wings. Weapon wings. Uh, one of which will be the bomb. We now have a, a screen clearer that you get to keep. Yeah, this is the M80,000 helio bomb. Okay. And uh, yeah, it just, uh, whenever you use it, it will emit a uh, big circular red or big red circle will just start emitting from wherever you press the button. And, and as it touches enemies, it kills them all or it's, hurts bosses. Yeah, it's very, very valuable. There are certain bosses that I feel like it's a must have. Yeah, yeah. And then finally, we have another B, and that would be the barrier. Yeah, and um, very similar to the previous ones, uh, you're invincible. You now have a little shield around you, a blue shield. Yeah, it's like a little bubble. And it'll turn red when it's a, you know it's timed. So That's what I was confused at, at first. I wasn't sure if it was number of hits, but then I realized it was timed. So it basically means once you have that barrier, just start running. Yeah, and then once it turns red, don't be on top of fire or something. You know, be yeah, because it, it will go away any moment now. You start the game with a standard supply of, what, three lives? Yeah, and you can option, in the options, you can increase that to five or seven, which I always do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, and... And I think you got five continues by default as well. But in this game, you do have points. Yeah. You get and, points for killing any enemy in a boss. Yeah, and uh, you get a level clear bonus too, usually, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shows you at the end of the level. But those points actually mean something because they are redeemed for free men. Yeah, I don't know the intervals, though. I couldn't quite figure it out. No, but luckily there is an audible little ding, tingle yeah. noise that lets you know you've cleared. And when you die in this game, you start right back where you were uh, until your lives are cleared. At which point, if your teammate or friend still has some lives, you can steal those. Oh, you still can? Okay. You can still cool. steal them, yep. Uh, but when you're both dead or, you know, you're the only one playing is dead and you continue, you start again at the beginning of that level. Yeah, there are uh, there are checkpoints in the levels, though. Some of them like you can continue from. Oh, you continue from those checkpoints. Yeah, I, um, I found that out early on where I was well, like, I will. Next time I play this game, I will definitely be playing the Japanese version. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I mean, there's no reading. Yeah. I, so I why not? See why not? But <laughs> I want those unlimited continues, man. Yeah, for real, man. And as you mentioned earlier, there is a uh, option menu that you can access before you start the game. That allows you to change your number of lives. Mm -hmm. But more importantly, it lets you change the difficulty of the game. Yeah, you have uh, easy, normal, and hard, I think. I think so. Mm -hmm. And this game is one of those where you do not get everything from the ending no. unless you choose hard mode. Yeah, they they really push you to it. You know, the easy and normal ones will give you, like, try harder on it, you know, bump up the difficulty you wuss, but unfortunately, the hard mode is so hard that... <laughs> it is very hard. It's a big stumbling block. And then finally, when you start the game, you get to choose between uh, one player's, two player's A, and two player's B. Yeah, and those only affect the overhead levels, right? Correct. Basically, it's either, do you want to play split screen in the overhead or share screen? Gotcha. Uh, we opted for a shared screen because... I didn't. I did not feel like I would have enough space to yeah. do anything properly. Not on a yeah, you know, like a driving game. I can see split screen because it's mostly left to right action. Mm -hmm. You know, but here where you're doing, there's no way, man, because you got stuff coming at you from all sides. Well, Nick, this is a Super Nintendo game, and one of our favorite publishers yeah yeah we've had some really good manuals from them in the past we have do they continue this streak um not really i'm sad to say oh. uh, <laughs> um this is a 15 page full color manual um, at least you got the color but 15 pages is a little light yeah well i mean 
the gameplay is not super complicated, so you know I can feel it. But there's no art at all inside the manual. Like it's all screenshots. It's all screenshots. Um, and some of them are terrible. Like where the weapons section, it's just like these crappily like cut out pictures of like your guy next to, you know, the F or R oh. or B. And no, they're not even on background, and they're not even like in any order. Like it looks so slapdash, like a kid's scrapbook or something. I was really disappointed. What Konami. A- what about enemies? Uh, do we have a, even a little bit of an enemy section or maybe boss names? Yeah, there is. Uh, there are a few uh, enemy and boss names at the end. I'll sprinkle those in as we go. And you do get a, like, stage names, previews of those levels. Okay. Um, sadly, it's there are a few puns, few, a little bit of the Konami humor in here, but not nearly as many as in the past. So. No, I think by the Super Nintendo, they were trying to be a little more serious. Yeah, I guess, but, you know... <laughs> But, you know, and it gives you a little bit of the story here, which, uh, you know, as we mentioned earlier, it takes place in the year 2636, but it also takes place on February 14th. Oh, really? Yeah, so Red Falcon's wishing the whole world a happy Valentine's Day when he starts his new invasion. Very interesting. But, yeah, so you just get your very brief uh, controls, weapons, and... uh, you know, your enemy section, that's it. Not even any memos. So. Oh, that answers my, my final question. <laughs> Sorry, I saw the excited look, and I hate to crush it. So, Nick, what was your personal history with Contra 3, The Alien Wars? Uh, well, I have a sordid history with this game. I remember, I I was thinking about this, and I don't remember owning it, but I'm like, I remember, I've played it a lot, so I must have rented it very frequently or borrowed it from someone, you know? And I, I was able to... I was able to beat it on normal, I remember, and I used a Game Genie just to see the ending on hard because, well, we'll talk about that later. Right. But. Yeah, I rented this game when during its heyday, mm-hmm. and I, I have no idea if I beat it or not. Uh, but I do know that later on in life, uh, you and I, were uh, we shared a very unusual job yeah, that had yeah. a lot of downtime. And um, during that downtime, we were allowed to kind of do what we needed to or wanted to do. And, yeah, yeah. And we somehow convinced our bosses to let us bring in a Super Nintendo. Yeah, well, yeah, we had a Super Nintendo and TV in there and a, a weird selection of games, but this was among them. So in my very early 20s, I played a lot of this game with you. Yeah, yeah. And we got really good at it. Yeah, I mean... We never beat it on hard mode. No. Together. But no. I know we beat it on normal many times. Yeah, Um. and there was a period where... After uh, I believe after you had stopped working there, there was kind of a newer crew, but I would just, I would play it all the time, not really aggressively, but, you know, it was just kind of like, well, keep trying, see, one day you get lucky, and eventually, uh, you know, the big uh, stumbling block for me was always the second overhead level, the boss As of it that. is for many people, and, well, it, and again for me this week. Super crazy, yeah, uh, so I was able to beat it then one time, like, not even really paying attention, I couldn't believe it, it was so weird, I was like, What? I got witnesses, and uh, so then another dude jumped in, and we were able to beat it on hard then without cheating. But unfortunately, I could not do that this time. So, <laughs> <laughs> I guess that brings me to your more recent experience, Nick. Yeah, um, I beat this on hard again, but I cheated. I cheated my butt off. So, and how many times did you play? I think I played this uh, about four times. Yeah, I would say four. I'm trying to think. The first two times, I was like, we'll see how good I still am. And that's what I did. I played with my son the first mm-hmm. two times. Two-player. I was like, you know, it's going to be hard, but we can do this. Yeah, yeah. And we could not. <laughs> uh, the first time, we made it about halfway through the game. Yeah. The third time, we did make it to that uh, second overhead level. But, man, that, that boss just toasted us uh, it sucks, in no time. Man. And I even tried to use a little tip we'll talk about later that our friend uh, Axe oh, right, uh, told right. us about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, well, I played about four times, uh, 
the first two or three or the first two times I was really like, I can, I just got to get good again, you know, mm-hmm. and try to do it. And it was weird because, you know, I played this game a lot, but I really didn't remember it that well. But there'd be certain areas where I was like, I know I got to jump here, start shooting up in the left. Right. I don't know why, but it, it usually paid off. So that was kind of fun. But then I knew I was like, I'm not going to get this done in time. Like I, this will take so long, so much practice. So I just started safe stating as I went so that I could, you know, especially eh, levels five and six, where I was like, this is where it's really demanding. And yeah. Um, and that's what I did. I, I went back, started playing it solo. And again, I save stated probably about, you know, three or four times a level, especially towards the end, yeah. maybe even more. Some of you know. definitely before every mini boss. That's for <laughs> certain. Yeah. All right, Nick, here we are in the general chat portion of our show. And I would like to start by saying, I remembered being so much better at this game than I actually was. <laughs> this game is so demanding of you, at least on hard mode. I, mm-hmm. I really should have went back on normal and messed around it with it. It is so but, much easier. Um, <laughs> but, like, the enemies take way more shots than you think they would or should. and you have Especially to, the bosses. Like, this game especially, um, I felt like, more so than other Contra games, where it's like, it reminds me of Ninja Gaiden, where it's like, you have to keep moving, because if you stop, like, you're going to get mobbed by bullets. Or, Agreed. Or guys, like, uh, so you, there's a lot of pressure on you. Yeah, there is. And, you know, as I mentioned, we play this game a lot, but man, I went back and I, I was so rusty. It it, it was <laughs> kind of dis- disheartening there at first. Oh, yeah, man. Especially because, you know, I played the other two Contras, which I hadn't played since before I last time I played this one. Right. So I thought I would have more, you know, remnants of skills, but I was wrong. No, this is definitely a, a notch up in the difficulty department, but it also is a huge notch up in the wow factor. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this game is more like a series of awesome set pieces mm-hmm. than long drawn out levels like the oh, first yeah. two were. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can see that the way Contra is like changing through the spectrums, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, this isn't as bad as like Gunstar Heroes where, which that one's really very nakedly just like mini boss after mini boss almost. Which I think is also the Contra team. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you can see them shifting along a, more in that direction, which is fine. I mean, I like some levels too, but this one, you know, you got a few, so it's not totally out of there. Indeed. And on the downside, though, you have those overhead levels, which to me, I mean, is just pure, like, new tech filler. Yeah, it doesn't really, it's like, they just did it because they could, I guess. I don't know. Um, And because I feel like once you develop that tech, making those levels probably isn't hard because there's nothing in them but yeah other than you know like we said tech demo i don't understand the impetus to do that where it's like why can't i just turn like a normal overhead game well it just really slows down everything you've been doing like the game is so fast-paced so action-packed and then you get to those levels and it's just a lull it's just not fun at all compared to what you've been doing it's It's so much slower and so much harder to control it's a weird choice man a weird choice yeah it's like I don't know if Nintendo had like a, a mandate where they're like, there needs to be a mode seven thing happening in every <laughs> single game. Yeah. They're like, or we'll pay you bonuses. Mode seven bonus. Another thing I'd like to point out is that they did a nice subtle redesign of their aliens in this game to kind of take them a step away from getting sued by the Geiger <laughs> estate. Well, you know, and it's interesting too, because well, while they kind of softened it on that way where they're like, you know what? We got the, we got the Rambo, the Predator, and the Aliens. Mm-hmm. Let's throw some Terminator in there. Oh, yeah. We Since do get we're some in the Terminator. Future, so I'm like, I'm assuming this is post T2, right? Like, yeah. Yes, it would be. Like, it seems like this is about that area where they're like, all right, Terminator's a big now, you know? So let's get some of those in there. And I mean, it works. It's in the future. Yeah. You know? I, I kind of like the new Alien redesign, though, where they do add like a little bit of a horn on yeah, its forehead, yeah. a little rhinoceros style. 
Uh, and then they give it one Cycloptean eye in the middle. <laughs> so it's, it's a little creepy looking, but it definitely takes it one step away from being a xenomorph. Yeah, yeah. And then I also like that you do get some familiar faces from the old game as well. You get those weird little bird men. Yeah, and, yeah. And whatnot. So uh, there's there's enough uh, callbacks to the originals. Sure, sure. That you definitely know you're playing a Contra game, and I like that. Yeah, and I like the way, you know, like you had the dudes that I would always call Crimson Guards before, the sniper dudes. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, well, you got a red guy in some armor. Like, it looks like a, a more advanced version of the same guy. Oh, definitely. Now, as far as uh, sound in this game, the music is really good. It just doesn't really stand out to me. No, it's like, uh, it's very like cinematic and dramatic, mm-hmm. you know, set in scenes. Like, it reminded me of, I remember hearing a quote from john carpenter about the music and in halloween Mm -hmm. where he's like it's just wallpaper like it's good and it's there to set a mood but it doesn't you don't it doesn't draw your attention yeah and i would agree almost entirely with that statement then well one thing that did draw my attention is the early super nintendo's love of slap bass there's a lot of that going on in certain songs where i was like all right let's get down (laughs) yes uh not since the beginning of seinfeld perhaps have you heard more (laughs) more slap bass Oh, oh, and I do want to give a special shout-out to the side-scrolling levels. You have a strafe button now. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot to mention that. It's not it's not the ideal one in my mind that I would want, but it's still really good because you what, you hold down the R trigger, and mm-hmm. then you can just, you'll stop moving, and you can just stand still and shoot in any direction. It's very useful. Yes, it, it uh, definitely takes away from some of those weird control issues you would have had in the first two. In many other games, too, I've pined for a strafe button because it's like you have to keep doing that like I'm shooting down at an angle, but mm-hmm. I have to go forward, and so you're like going back and forth, trying to squeeze off a few, angle in a couple shots. It's it's tough, but here, no worries. None at all. All right, Nick, here we are in the level-by-level level section of this game. Here we are, indeed. And let's just start out with level one, Ground Zero. Yeah, the manual calls this the Streets of Neo City. I can see that, because you are in, uh, well, the streets, maybe a highway next to a very large, dilapidated city in the future. Yeah, it's a very kind of post-apocalyptic. I mean, you know, you get a little intro movie at the beginning that kind of shows you know, Red Falcon comes down and, you know, it looks kind of like Independence Day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like it's hitting the fan, guys. And this level really reminds me a lot of Mega Man X's first level. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. But right off the bat, you are going to be showered with a lot of those little winged oh, weapons. weapons. Yeah, wing weapon wings. Weapon wings. You can get your spread right out of the way, a barrier and an extra bomb. Yeah, load up, and there is uh, something, one of my favorite things, a destroyable car right at the beginning. Yeah. One of the few. <laughs> one of the few in the entire game. Yeah. It's kind of weird they spent the time on it. Yeah, I mean, I like it. I'm like, whatever, couldn't give me any more jerks. And then much like the original Contra, you're just going to be dealing with guys on platforms that shoot down at you or duck, and then uh, types of turrets that pop out of the ground. Yeah, the uh, blue soldiers that run at you are known as Corporals of Punishment. Mm. And the dogs are man-faced mutts. Now, those dogs are kind of annoying because uh, as you pass them, they're in the background eating yeah. some garbage. And then at a certain point, they will come to the foreground and chase you. Yeah, and uh, easy and normal, they won't attack you. But only in hard, they'll come out. Oh, okay. I remember that surprising me the first time I bumped up. I was like walking through and it ran out and I was like, what? <laughs> like, Not you too, dogs. But this whole area is just dealing with you know normal guys for the most part, very yeah. small fire, and just learning how to shoot, jump, and dodge. Yeah, and you'll get a little ways until you'll see a familiar foe. Yes, it's 
a big wall. Yeah, just like the first boss in the first Contra. I think almost identically, uh, there's the same safe point, mm -hmm. that second layer. Yeah, yeah. If you have a spread at this point, you are solid. You don't have to move anywhere, and you can hit everyone that comes out of the wall and all of the parts of it. It's super easy. And uh, Then you... after the wall, though, you're treated to uh, a cool little bonus that I wasn't expecting for a super Contra. Yeah, that's a vehicle. Yeah, you get a little uh, an abandoned armored car. Yeah. Now, if you're playing two-player, it's funny because one person gets in it, and the other person just has to run around. Yeah, can you run them over? Will I, it hurt I them? I don't I, think so. They can ride on top, right? Oh, yeah, that's basically what, what we did is someone rides on the big flat back half and yeah. shoots away. Well, like, it's a, it's a big car. You're pretty much invincible while you're in it. It mm -hmm. will take a few hits. It'll start to crack and then explode, but you can just run through enemies. Uh, it has a huge cannon that will actually push you back with the recoil when you use it. Yeah, but, and then right away, you're at a repeat of that wall. Yeah, if you can get here with the armored car, which you can, if you just haul butt, uh, you can kill it in one shot. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and usually right after you shoot is when it'll explode on me, and then I have to jump out, you know, but okay. it's like you can just barely make it there. Cool, cool. Definitely worth trying. Uh, after the second wall, you are treated to a bunch of uh, fire coming out of the floor. Yeah, like gas fire jets coming up. Um, and they can be a little tricky. Yeah, you want to wait, you know, they'll, they'll move up towards the top of the screen, they'll, you know, create a wall and then die down and you can hop over. Just watch the timing. You do get a barrier that you can use to run through most of them, mm. but that can be really dangerous with two people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no kidding. And then right after that fire, you get your uh, first mini boss. Well, I guess maybe those walls were mini bosses. Maybe. But you yeah. get another mini boss <laughs> and you get like a little tank thing that... Really interestingly, comes out of the shadows, out of an alleyway. Yeah, and an angle too, and uh, it has these like grenade shooters kind of lobs them out. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you can get uh, you can get here. I think there's a laser right before it, and you can get here with a C bomb, so you can just destroy this thing as soon as it gets out. Yeah, know? I always there's a laser right in front of it, and that laser will just destroy this thing. This guy was always kind of my litmus test to determine the strength of weapons where it'd be like all right i'm using my c-bomb let's see how close i can you know what i mean how right. soon can i blow them up you know versus the the laser and stuff but i saw a trick online that i'm not i never used but you can like here when you're just shooting at one you know immobile target i mean you can do this anytime but it's like if you are shooting like rapid fire and you keep switching between your weapons you get a higher rate of fire yeah it violates like it is way stronger like i watched a guy do it against this it is tricky was... though and you can't move while you do it I, I read about that too and i was like eh, this is i was very be... few spaces where i would be able to pull that off right me either but i mean maybe with if i had like a total remap of my buttons or something yeah or yeah i mean i was really torn between with all these buttons or i was like i want to do my piano way I hold my my controller to get my you know fingers in there, but I can't use my my strafe button if I do, so I, I couldn't pull it off. Gotcha. If you do pull it off though, or just use your laser, you can blow this guy up no problem. And then next to it is the beginning of one of these really cool set pieces. Yeah, yeah. You'll be uh, standing. The screen will stop scrolling, and you'll wait for a second, and you'll hear uh, an airplane approach, which swoops down and like bombs the city, I guess. And, mm -hmm. Sets the whole floor on fire, pretty much. Yeah, and at this point, you are now traveling along some sort of wire or whatever. You're hanging from it the entire time and basically just trying to avoid the fireballs coming out. Yeah, there's fire jets and balls. And the very first fireball jet area is the worst, though, to me. Oh, where yeah? Where it's like shooting out little ones. It seems more random than the rest of them. Yeah, you have to wait for it. It'll die down after a while. You can sit there and then cross it. Very annoying. Yep, it'll trick you. But this whole area isn't that hard. It's just all about patience. Yeah, definitely. And if you get through it, you'll get to the first boss of the game. 
Yeah, a big, weird mutant alien turtle thing. Called, no. It's called Beast Kimco. Okay. And Beast Kimco is a giant turtle. Its weak spot is its brain. That's where its chest is. I always, see, I always thought it was like an exposed heart. Okay. But yeah, it's like you got that on the bottom. There's its mouth in the middle. And then in the top is a little hole where it's emitting these little roly-poly alien bugs mm-hmm. at you. And its head and neck extend out to get you. And it yeah. will also block your shots trying to get to its heart. Yeah, and it will also shoot a big laser beam out um, of its mouth sometimes. Um, but all in all, this is not the worst, especially if you have two people. One person can be taking care of all the stuff that pops out and then hopefully also knocking the head back into the body a little bit because each shot you shoot the head with knocks it back some. Yeah, it's kind of fun where you can really push it back into its head or into its body. You know, it's, it's rewarding. Then the other character or player can be shooting and concentrating on that exposed heart when it when it's available yeah and if you're one player you can make up the difference with uh your your helio bombs okay you probably have a bunch i think you get two right before you get here so you do you do but either way you take this guy down and he'll start uh as he dies he will start humping the ground furiously and then you move on to uh area two the Mm -hmm. maria calderon highway I mean, it that's really what, has that name? It, yeah, I even looked up Maria Calderon. Um, I think there's a politician lady in Puerto Rico. Uh, I, but, I mean, I don't know if she was in 1992. I don't know. It was very specific uh, in the manual. So uh, if well, anyone I'm out also, there knows. <laughs> I've also seen it uh, referred to as tearing up the turnpike. I know that the the soundtrack, those are the names. Like tearing up the turnpike okay. is, you know, I don't know what's what. But I just thought the, the manual titles were hilarious. So I'll bring them up again. And, you know, talking about these overhead levels as a, a level by levels is pretty hard. Because it is just a big giant square. And in that square is, you know, paths you can take on this highway system. Yeah, and uh, you can press select. More of a bizarre grid. Yeah, pressing select will show you a map. So you can kind of orient yourself and you'll see these like five turrets. That's your, you got to blow those guys up. And And sometimes it's very hard to do. Like, because especially in single player. Yeah. They won't pop out when you want them to. And it's hard to get around them because some of them have a really huge rate of fire. It seems to me that there's five different like AIs to them. Like there's ones that won't shoot unless you're past them. There's ones that if you shoot, they go back in the shield. They'll wait for you to stop shield. Mm-hmm. Some of them will just spin around like nuts. And that's the worst one. And the spinning guy is the worst. Yeah, there's a couple different ways. Um, the So it can be a little tricky. Most of them, if you just get in front of them and, and use your jump button to lay flat and just gun them down, you can take them down pretty quick. Okay. If they're the attacking ones, the hardest one is the one I think that won't open unless you're not, you know, your your back is turned to it. Right. So if you're lucky enough to have a C bomb, what you can do is shoot him and then just walk right past him, and he'll open it while the explosions are still going. Right. So you can trick him that way. But and then what I would always recommend in these overhead levels is to make sure you have a laser. Yeah. And that you put it away. Yes. You don't want to use it. Yeah. You want that for the bosses. <laughs> I mean, it's it it is extremely useful during the level. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. But you want it at the boss more than anything in life. Well, you also see these weird monsters, these green, they look like a chain of bugs, but they're mm-hmm. known as twilobites. So. Oh, yeah, they do look like a trilobite kind or of. roach, <laughs> but oh well. But yeah, take all those guys down, and then once you have all five of the turrets destroyed, the you will just warp kind of to the boss area. Yeah, and who is this boss? This boss is Metallican. Oh, that's... Metallican, I don't know. <laughs> that's a cool name, but... I don't know. This thing is more like a robo spider scorpion kind of, thing. Yeah. yeah, it's like if you imagine a big uh, spider with six legs mm-hmm. and spike balls on the end of each of those legs, there's a weak spot eyeball, 
in between the in the front and then on the back is a laser cannon. Yes. And during its first stages, it's not too hard. It, it spins and then moves quickly across the giant screen and it'll move way out of your range. Yeah, yeah. The big hardest, the hardest part at the beginning is just avoiding it when it does its move across the screen. You yeah. want to be out of its way. I try to focus my fire on that laser cannon as early as possible to get mm-hmm. that out of the way. And if you have the laser, it's so easy to destroy. You can destroy at least two things every time it stops. Yeah, be a pod, be it the the cannon, whatever. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, you destroy each of those six like pods or whatever mm-hmm. spike balls, and that's when it'll go into its final kind of mode where it'll start like rising up into the yes, sky. The cheap mode. Yeah, and it'll come down and just land on top of you. Yeah, and you basically have to be running away, and you clear it by pixels, barely man. every time. Like, like I legit think I'm going to die multiple times every time I fight this I boss. I really like. I remember the first few times I was coming back this time and playing, where I was like, "Am I? What's going on? Like, I don't remember dying this much at this stupid boss. Like, mm-hmm. I kept, you know, like every time he would come down, almost. But and then you have a second, maybe, to hit this thing. Yeah, you hope that that weak spot is pointed at you because yeah. there's no way you're getting around before it starts moving up again. No, I found that if you would rotate, like a. 45 degrees each time it seemed to register more often that it would be in an area that i could hit it gotcha well i would rotate while it was up in the air gotcha okay yeah i couldn't really i would move diagonally that seems help a little i don't know at least avoiding him but then it's just kind of a patience thing trying to just eke out as much damage as you can in those spare seconds no if you have two people i would recommend one person holding on to a laser and the second person holding on to the homing missile Mm, yeah, I could see that because you can get them from anywhere then. Not everywhere. Like, it's a weird half because it won't go all the way around him. It'll hit, like, the legs oh, and stuff. Oh, sure, yeah. But you definitely have a lot more time to hit it with the homing missile than anything else. For sure. Nice, yeah. So hopefully you do destroy this... Uh, oh, Metallican. This Metallican. And you get to move on to stage three. Another Thank God, side-scrolling level. Yeah, uh, the manual calls this the, the old cyber steel mill. Okay. And uh, this one, uh, right away, I think you get an F at the very beginning. Yes. Or, or pretty close. Hold on to that bad boy. Uh, yeah. I That's a big part of my strategies for later on in this level. But uh, Well, and then right away, you're going to be dealing with the most common enemy of this level, a very annoying one, which is this weird sphere that yeah. will then stop. <laughs> unfold to show a turret that then shoots at you yeah i always called them roly-poly turrets Mm -hmm. um this was an area where when i was moving through i was like i started shooting these eight places right when they would come like i didn't know what i was doing i was like oh yeah i remember this like i know kung fu right well and the thing is is once they've set up shop if you let them stop and open then it becomes very hard to get past yeah you got to get them right away they're hard to shoot in gun mode yeah yeah um, they can be, they're usually at just weird places since, you know, there's the angular, you kind of got a hill mm-hmm. up and down on the floors a little, and then you'll have, um, platforms or rails you can climb on at the top. So. Well, and then once you start getting into those, they introduce a new enemy and that is the flying alien. Yeah. Those weird alien flies. You uh, mean the brood? Yeah. They look like the brood. <laughs> X-Men comics. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty naked there. Yes. And they're kind of cool though, because they will pick you up and carry you away. Yeah, um, and like, what if they get you to the top? They drop you and you die. Or? I don't know. I've never, never made it that far. They but can I, ha- that I have you. been picked up, and they can carry you from like the lower portion to the top portion, which is kind of nice. One time, I was just sitting there. I had a, I didn't have any weapons, and I just held upright and fired, and I let them just carry me. Like though they can't get you far enough. Like they kept dropping me, 
yeah, uh, just a few more uh, feet ahead. So I was just like made them do all the work, but it's it's pretty chill. That's very interesting. And then at the end of this area with the rails, they all disappear, and a very strange mini boss appears. Yeah, this guy is known as Chrome Dome. Okay, there's no dome involved in no, this guy. No, there's not at all. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. This is it's it's a robotic device that has like a propeller rotating around it that you can yeah. hold on to. Yeah, there are these like platforms that you you will see them again later. Uh, they move around. I think there are a few in this level. There's even. one early on just to give you an idea of how they work. Yeah, you can just grab onto them like any other rail, and but you will be moving around on it. Yes, and then uh, at different intervals, this uh, robotic machine will stick a rotating drill spike. Yeah, it has like drills yeah. from its head. And what happens is the propeller will then carry you through that if you don't jump off of it. Yeah, there is a, a like a, a rail to hang on to at the top of the screen as well. But the hard part about this mini boss is you really have a very tiny window of time to hit its weak spot on the underneath. Yeah, that's why here is where... The flamethrower is awesome. Okay, I was going to say, laser does not work too great on it. No, you can just sit on the top rail and just shoot, like, you know, I would stay on the right and shoot to the uh, bottom left. And he, just as he will he moves to the right, it'll just brrr, and then he'll move away. So you don't even need to climb onto the creature itself. No, I avoid those things because, I don't know, I just shoot him from the rail. Yeah, and I would from now on too. <laughs> and Because right afterwards, then it's like the screen starts scrolling vertically up, mm-hmm. and then you'll get missiles coming from the bottom. Yeah, like I up. just like... Seven or eight, they're just there just to be annoying. Yeah, and they're they're, again with the flamethrower, you can just waggle it back and forth and they'll run right into it. Okay, so that helps here as well. But they also have right away a C bomb and the spread appear. But if you're not directly underneath them, they will just drop. Yeah, there's no floor, so be be handy. And I think the spread is actually what you want going into this next area. Okay, um. But because he, right away, it's another mini boss. Yeah, you're climbing up on the wall. This is one of the more dramatic moments of the game where it's like you're climbing up. The music will hit this part with these horns. Doo, 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 mm-hmm. And, you know, you can see all these, like, you know, pillars of smoke and stuff from the rest of the city. And then you see the very chrome dome comes flying off kind of to the left out of the screen. And then comes, it like reemerges with legs now instead of those propellers or whatever. Right. You know, and it has, you're in between the two legs and it's slowly walking up this wall and you're uh, trying to avoid it. And it's missiles that it's shooting out. And that's where the spread comes in handy. Yeah, I mean, it's the missiles will, they come out of its back and then come back at you. And uh, since... They have a weird trajectory. Yeah, and uh, sometimes they'll just miss you, but you have this little window inside his body and legs to shoot because, you know, they will block all your shots. Mm -hmm. Unless you're using the fire... You can shoot right through them and hit those missiles as soon as they come out. So oh, okay. So another... maybe I will keep the missile. <laughs> this, is, this is all the about the F, this level, for me anyways. And then at the very top, well, now it's time to fight them. Yeah. And this is one heck of a fight. This is the first stumbling block for many people. This is very difficult uh, because, oh, by the way, this thing, okay, you know, it was Chrome Dome before, but now it's listed as the Tri-Transforming Wall Walker. Okay. So anyways, uh, now it's like um, these two kind of platforms come out of the wall where its legs are attached and then Mm -hmm. it's moving in and out of where you are hanging onto the wall putting its spikes out trying to smash into you yeah it's basically trying to smash you into the wall you're climbing yeah and um it's and it is very fast and it it's just really hard to avoid yeah well it, it follows you and it'll do this weird thing where it like if you hold still it'll just start ramming at you and if you move if you move too soon it'll ease off earlier you know it's following you up and down um 
I again. I'm I losing had, a life here, minimum. Once. I try to use do as much damage with that flame as I can because it'll you know you can get him for a little bit when you, when he comes in and then you move down and it'll kind mm-hmm. of stop for a second. Again, and pull that's back. why I also use the spread here. I could yeah definitely spread or or C bomb. You don't really need to aim it. You just want to shoot any moment you have a chance that, to to maneuver around. Yeah, it's it's tough and uh, you know because sometimes it'll just come in and hit the wall and start going up and down like really dogging on you. I don't know how you're supposed to get out of there. Right, but it is doable. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you destroy it, and then you can breathe a sigh of relief because no, you can't. The <laughs> level continues on. This was just the halfway point. Yeah, suckers. yeah. So you're climbing up this wall again. There are a few snipers shooting at you, but they're nothing at this point. Yeah. Once you get to the top, um, this is actually one of the checkpoints. I remember because I continued from here. Cool. You get a laser. Yeah, you get a laser, and right away you will fight this uh, grenade ship. Man, does this thing throw out a few grenades? Yeah, it just moves left to right, chucking grenades. Uh, this a is nonstop stream, it feels like. If you just stand, I always just stand all the way to the left. It won't come over that far. And then 45 degree angle laser it? Yep, or, or even your normal gun. Like, even the, you know, it'll, it'll, then it'll start dropping guys out of these hatches on the top, but you right. can shoot them so easily. This, this is a pretty easy mini boss. Yeah, well, it's definitely a nice change of pace from that last one. Yes, yes. Well, you continue more through this outdoor area, and then you get into the the factory again. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time we see some turrets. Yeah, that'll they'll kind of come out of the wall. Um, and those bird guys are known as mutant megasquitos. Uh, this is a very similar to that one level in Super C. Yeah, where you're going up. You know, very much like that. And then you get more of those uh, rotating platforms, but they're not really in an area that are marked for easy death or with a lot of creatures. No, no. Which I kind of I liked. Yeah. But you get past them, go through one little hallway, and you are now at the boss of the level. Yeah, which is, I mean, at first you'll see two big, I don't know, what, like 10 feet tall robots. Uh, Terminators. Terminators. I call them the Terminator twins. You got a red one and a blue one. Mm-hmm. The red one will kind of jump around. If it hangs from the ceiling, it'll shoot a spread. It's it's the one I hate the most. I try to kill the red one first, personally. I would say I try to as well, but I'm really just shooting when I'm free. Yeah, well. Yeah. Down at an angle. Like, there's no, this this level, you are hanging out at the top. So these, the red one jumps around, and the blue one just slowly walks back and forth, coating the ground with yeah, bullets. with machine, yeah. So you need to hang out in the top of the level, and especially the top corners is the safest area. Yeah, because it's like, you know, this room is just a big square, mm-hmm. and you can hang from the ceiling or climb the walls. So that's how you're avoiding these guys for a while. And for me, it's just about, Maintaining the corners and then firing down at an angle into whatever robot is the closest yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really picking. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then eventually you will blow their legs off and then they start jumping at you and going crazy. But they can't reach that top corner, it doesn't feel like. That's when you're safe. When yeah. You get up there. <laughs> and then uh, you blow them both up. And, and then... you may think you are done. But you are not because... An awesome pair of robotic claws punctures the door behind you. Yeah, and it's forced open by the top half of a giant terminator robot it looks really awesome yeah no very specifically i remember my friend a friend of mine who saw this like he was like yo i bought this contra game you know he was like i just saw it when you know when they used to have them set up a super nintendo set up in say a meyer or a a department store and you could play for 15 minutes or whatever he saw this and he was like i have to have this game and he had he had told me there's something really cool but i didn't know until we got here and i was like that's awesome man and it is awesome but yeah so to look at (laughs) <laughs> it is not awesome to fight. No, it's tough, man. Uh, this giant head thing. Uh, okay, well, it's a giant robot head in the center of the room. And, yeah. You know, his arms are holding the doors open. So first thing, it'll start emitting these, like, two I-beams mm-hmm. that'll come out of its eyes, and they will follow you around the room. So you're avoiding them. 
Yes. And so when you are running from them, you run to the left, climb up the wall, go across, then you can drop down. And while it's still moving around the room, that's your first time you can shoot the creature in the head. Yeah. You just, the head is the spot you're going to be shooting. And, uh, but you can't hang out for long. No, sir. Um, almost right away, he'll start breathing fire. Yes. Uh, his mouth becomes a flamethrower and he doesn't just breathe fire. He breathes it in a giant uh, clockwise circle around the room. Yeah, and you got to run from it, man. Uh, and it moves way faster than you on the hard difficulty. So you have <laughs> to be behind the fire, but in front of the laser beams. Yeah, so it's like when it starts breathing fire, you want to be as directly above the head if you can help it. Drop down immediately and start climbing to the top and then drop down again. See, I would find myself usually to the right of the fire when it started already. Oh, okay. Because yeah, I would drop down yeah. to fire at the head when sure, avoiding sure. those I-beams. Gotcha. And then literally, as it spins around, I'm running, jumping across, getting on the ceiling, and then I have maybe half a second of, of time where I drop down before it's going to hit me. Like, yeah. It's almost hitting me every time I'm making that loop. It's tough, man. And to make matters worse, then once you do it, he will throw out a bunch of uh, time bombs that'll cover about half the available floor space. That you need to move on the opposite side of the room from. Yeah, and you move away from quickly. They have a little timer, three, two, one. They'll blow up, and you get away from them, and then rinse and repeat. Many times. Yeah. Oh, and uh, the manual names this boss as the Robo Corpse also. Cool. If you can finally destroy this guy. Which happens in an awesome way, because when you finally well, beat... Okay. What I wanted to say. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. The... I guess arms become too weak to hold the doors open any longer, and they shut, decapitating his giant robot head. Yeah, it's so awesome. It just lays there exploding. It's very, very... This is another time you want to get over in front of it and do your double gun pose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So afterwards, you uh, have your little screen that tallies up your points. Hopefully you got another free man out of this, and you can move on At to level four. What is its official name? Oh, uh, The Battle of the Blazing Sky. Which is really interesting, because... Uh, you're mainly on the road. Yeah, yeah. During this entire yeah, level. Yeah, Up till the very end, but... Uh. And this is unique for the Contra games. You are on a vehicle right off the bat. Yeah, you're on a sweet uh, future motorcycle, kind of hover cycle thing. Looking. But this whole first area is just me jumping and shooting. Yeah, um, you were in a, like a tunnel, and there are a bunch of psycho cyclers, mm -hmm. a big squadron of like 20 or so of them. You'll see them all shoot past to the right and then make their way back and you you know they shoot down and to the right at an angle so if you stay on the left side you should be pretty good i was just shooting up or to the right or jumping you know i was just doing a jump shoot the whole time that's basically pretty safe yeah you don't have to kill all these guys like you know they're just points but uh if you make it through them and get out of the tunnel you'll be uh greeted with a tank and yeah. some jetpack guys that are kind of annoying jetpackers uh but then the real meat of this level is or the real meat of this area is you are now underneath a giant alien ship. Yeah, you have an undership battle uh, that starts kind of scrolling to the left, and there are a few hazards. It has like a big cannon. Yeah, it has a big cannon. It has these like electro beams you have to move in between when they release. Or and then there's like a mini boss portion with like a weird snake ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. It's, I mean, it's not too hard. No, um, you, you'll take that guy down, and then. Uh, then you fight the walker, right? That big... Yes. Where it has its legs made of all those little circles. Mm -hmm. It does Very some classic. hilarious, like, cartoony loop-arounds with its... Yeah, yeah. But this guy's actually pretty easy. 
Yeah, if you just stay in the far back left and then shoot up at a 45 degree angle, you know, like as it comes into range, it'll just like pelt it right in the face and eventually destroying it. Mm -hmm. But then afterwards, you're done riding this motorcycle. You need a a, a flyer ride. Yeah, well, this is, you got to head up to the blazing sky, man. That's true. And how are you going to get there, Nick? Well, a sweet helicopter comes down and you jump up and grab onto the missile mounted on the bottom. That's right. Only the finest of missile travel for you. Like slim pickings. So you make it to the sky, and right away you must fight, well, quite an interesting character. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's like a robot ninja. It seems to have a grappling hook, some mm-hmm. sort of big ninja star, and a sword. I mean, it's not incredibly tough, but I just think the guy's cool. Like, I was like, I want to play with this guy. Like, right. He's why, like why don't we Boba see him Fett, again? you know, where you're like, he's just barely in it. But you're like, well, that guy was awesome, man. Yeah. Kind of like uh, that smoking ninja in the Batman game. <laughs> well, either way, take him down, and then the... Uh, the real boss fight begins. Yeah, the helicopter will fire the missile off, which you are now riding, Dr. Strangelove style, into the back of a giant ship. And this ship is being hit by a ton of missiles, but luckily for it, it has a big shield. Yeah. And uh, luckily for you, you have the extreme upper body strength to <laughs> jump from missile to missile, holding on with just your bare hands. Yeah, well, you need another arm to shoot at the, you know, there's two cannons at I'm each sorry, end. bare hand. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's two cannons at each side of the, the shield, and they're also turrets, but mm-hmm. you, you slowly, you know, you're jumping up and down, shooting these things down, and eventually... When uh, you've destroyed both of the turrets, the shield will vanish, and then you can start shooting the giant red weak spot in the middle of the ship. But this one is hard just because there's so much stuff going on, and the bo- the missiles are moving towards the enemy at all times, so you have to be moving back away from it. Yeah, and they'll like, blow up when they hit it, so you have to be constantly yeah, moving. Yeah, so I would say 60 to 70% of what you're doing in this level is just moving away from the boss. Definitely. Yeah. So this is one where the spread for me is a big, big factor because mm-hmm. you don't need to aim. You can just, oh, I have a half a second, turn and fire a couple times as sure. you're making your way back and back and back. Yeah, and I mean, there's nothing but death below you, so you have to be careful. You do. If you are careful enough, those massive guns hold out. You never <laughs> drop the ball on those missiles. You can destroy this boss, and then you can move on to... My least favorite level of the game. Uh, same here. Uh, this is Area 5, the Mucho Grande Badlands. Really? <laughs> yeah. Which is another overhead level. Yeah. And if you thought that first overhead level was not that great, I'm sorry. Because this one's even worse. This is a big, steamy desert turd, man. Um, yeah, they got rid of the grid of the first one. And now it's just kind of an amorphous shape, which makes it so much harder to get around There in. are a lot of diagonals that can be tough to uh, navigate. Because if you walk off the edge, there are pit deaths everywhere. Yeah, and That's this something. game was not made for diagonal walking. No. Um, on the way, you will fight ants, fire-breathing ants, and some red twilobites. Yeah, but even worse than that is the new thing they've added to this level, which is vomit mode. (laughs) And there are many places where there's shifting sands. Yeah, you'll have some that are just kind of conveyories, you Mm -hmm. know, And but there are these other ones that look like whirlpools that will start rotating you like crazy. Yeah, and and, like if you have motion sickness, I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) There's no way you're finishing this game. Well, I feel like they were like, oh, you don't like mode 7, huh? Well, we'll give you the real mode 7 here where it's like you're uncontrollably fast. You can hold, you know, you can rotate either way. So Mm -hmm. if you hold one direction, you can lock yourself in place. But if you rotate the other one, then you're going like warp speed. It's ridiculous. It is. Uh, Just getting through this level is a big pain in the butt. Mm -hmm. Just moving around. I'm not even talking about fighting things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And 
fighting the things is equally as annoying as the last one. I always try to, yeah, if you can, you can, some of these areas, you know, you'll find the turret you're supposed to blow up and you can just barely see it without getting on the actual whirlpools or conveyors. And I would try to target them from there if possible. Right. Well, you blow up all those turrets and then luckily you get to teleport away. Yeah. To Unluckily, (laughs) you're teleporting straight into a nightmare. Yes, is the hardest part of the game. Uh, in my opinion. I, I would agree. Um, I mean, well, I don't know. I haven't fought the final form of the final boss, but this is just insane. Yeah, this is a, you have a giant, like, eyeball hive kind of thing in the center. You know, again, mm-hmm. it's overhead, but it's surrounded by this. Swirling conveyor. stand. Yeah, and it's, it's you know, it shoots some fire things out. There's a kind of a snake that moves around to attack you. Well, it shoots out like two snakes, uh, you know, oh, at, yeah. every time. And you can blow those up. Mm-hmm. They take a lot of hits, but with the laser beam... It's not too bad. You can just be running backwards from it and, and laser through it. That's my main strategy. Yeah. Um, at like, this level. And then the real hardest part is that the only way you're supposed to be hitting the creature in the middle. Yeah. And there's almost no way to get to it because you go towards it and then you start that spinning thing. Yeah. And, and then, then how? <laughs> and then if you want to fire, you can, but you can't aim. And so there's a very small chance that your hits are actually hitting the creature. So when I first beat this boss originally many, many moons ago, it was it was like I said, totally on accident. Like I was just sitting there, I was playing one player, I was kind of BSing with this uh, uh, one of my coworkers, and then you know I was here with a C bomb, and you know I wasn't really paying attention. I was just kind of focusing on dodging, and by chance I was like hitting my fire button every like I, I was hitting it every time I was aiming at the eye just by chance. Right. So it was like I beat it in like 15 seconds. Like I was just sitting there talking to this girl, and then all of a sudden it starts blowing up, and I was like, oh. What? What? I was like, holy cow. I was like, you see this? And then that's awesome. And that's where her boyfriend came in and he was like, well, you beat it? And I was like, oh my God, yes, we have to beat this game now. I'll never do it again. But um, this time I could not pull that feat off at all. Like mm-hmm. this was a big, I save stated here over and over. And now our friend Axe, uh, he owned this game growing up and mm-hmm. he and his brother had an interesting strategy that I tried. Oh yeah. I've never tried it, but it, it basically you have to have a laser and then be willing to just keep dying where you run yeah. into the middle when you're invincible and just shoot that eyeball. And then right when you're about to turn invincible, you let off your bomb and switch guns. So you don't lose a laser. And then you both just take turns doing that. Yeah. I, I never tried it. So I, <laughs> you know, mixed, mixed success. I mean, it, it definitely works to a degree, but you really have to be on it with switching away from your laser and all that stuff. So yeah, the luckily now the worms will drop. Special weapons. Yeah, yeah. And if you're really lucky, bombs. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I, the technique I ended up using that I saw from a playthrough where I was like, I, it's something I had just dismissed before because I was like, that'll take forever. But is you get a homing missile and then you just lock yourself, you know, in position somewhere and then just keep shooting. And every time, you know, you'll get a couple of them will make it through. Most of them will go into that worm, but, mm-hmm. you know, you'll get a couple hits every now and then. And then you just wait for, now, like... do you have to run from the worm, or does the homing missile take kind it out? Of. No, it'll it'll just keep shooting into it. Sometimes it'll blow them up, but, you know, it's like you'll get, you know, when it comes in and out of the, mm-hmm. the hive, you know, you'll get a few seconds in there where if you're just holding down that, that fire button and those homing missiles, a few of them will make it in. And then, I don't know, six or seven minutes later, this thing will die, so... Good luck. <laughs> there is no easy way to do this. This is this is just screaming cheat at me. Yeah, I'd like to really blame Blockbuster for this this level. <laughs> Jicks. Maybe, but hopefully, you know, you figure out your own way of doing it. You use one of our strategies. But either way, you destroy this horrible, horrible boss, and you can move on to the final level of the game. Yeah, Red Falcon's main base. 
and this base may look a little familiar to you. Yes, yeah, a little trip down memory lane. Um, it's kind of awesome. I like uh, the manual describes this level as the arch alien's living carcass. Living carcass, yeah. huh? So whatever this undead, I don't know. Uh, you alien. find a lot of jumbo shrimp in here. <laughs> and, uh, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you do, kind of. <laughs> yeah, well, it, this is a basic reskinning of the final level of the very first game. Sure, yeah, you have... Uh, You'll find those, those little xenomorphish aliens are running at you. This time you can see their horn in their eyeball, though. Yeah. So and they're, they're more, they're more yeah. pink and purple. Yeah, yeah. And um, you, um, eventually you'll come to that, you know, what I had thought of as Red Falcon before. The manual calls it the Paraslug. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it hangs down. Um, it's not just the mouth anymore. You know, it's, it's got, got some tiny little arms. Little, It's, it's evolving, man. Uh, but, uh, but it just spits out a bunch of those little, like... Uh, very easy, yeah. Those little shrimp things. Or, the shrimps. Yeah. Then um, past him, you've got more of the xenomorphs, but the rhinomorphs, I'm sorry to call them. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, the mouths. There's all those little mouths that are in the ceilings in the background in the wall, and they're shooting out stuff. Yeah. You can take them out real easy. Just do the creep. Yep. Really, this area is loading you up on special weapons if you need them. Yeah, because you are soon to come to an old familiar foe, uh, which is the giant alien heart. Surrounded by four alien egg sacs shooting out facehuggers. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, pretty much the same as before. Blow up the, uh, you know, sacks so mm-hmm. it stops making spiders. I think there's like uh, a slightly higher rate of, yeah. uh, of enemies coming out. But again, this is very easy. Yeah, especially now, uh, personally speaking, with the strafe button. I can oh, yeah. aim my stuff better going up. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. pretty easy. And ta-da. It destroys in much the fashion it did in the very first game. And uh, you are done. Yes. Sort of. No, you're but, not. <laughs> now we're on to chapter two of our uh, boss rush here, I guess. Uh, and now, that was just a fake out because now you have a real boss to deal with. Yeah. This is uh, our final foe from Super Contra, mm-hmm. which is the weird creepy giger face spider monster thing yeah it's not as creepy uh when it first comes out because it just looks like you know some sort of gaggery spider thing but then it's like a shieldish protrusion comes down <laughs> to show you the creepy face yeah and woo. Yep. this enemy though not too bad either no no um as far as i mean they weren't that bad to begin with in the old game so no. here you're like i'm more extra armed you should know what to expect you're ready to jump when it charges you and try to take out as many of those balls it shoots through the air mm-hmm. but those are pretty simple patterns and you should be able to get through this guy no tr- no trouble yes and then next up is where it actually becomes a little difficult you are now encountering a giant winged classic xenomorph yeah this is known as the vicious slave hawk okay in the manual and you are on the right wall climbing up and now you are fighting it while it's trying to stab you and flying around yeah and uh right after you beat the previous boss this music will start. Yeah. And, uh, so you start hearing this very dramatic music, right? It's the, pretty sweet. The final gauntlet part two? Yes, sir. Yes. Okay. And we're, I remember, we're listening to it now. Yeah. It's pretty awesome, right? Yes. And then, uh, so recently when I was playing this, I was like, no, that music, that is too familiar. I was like, what is that from? And then just last night I found it. It's from Predator. There should be a clip in there from Predator if you want to play, just to confirm. Wow, that is pretty spot. I was like, holy cow, that's exactly the same almost. Like, it made me wonder. I was like, 
Yeah, wow. I got that piano going. Like, I was like, I, it just makes me wonder. I'm like, are there other soundtracks that they ripped off for other songs? I don't well, know. I guess they were like the Geiger Estate. They're the ones looking at us right now. <laughs> yeah. Let's start ripping off the Predator yeah, and no Terminator yeah. as hard as we can. We'll move into Arnie territory. But very interesting. Regardless, the music there is awesome. And, it is. But this boss is not. He's very hard uh, yeah. in certain ways. Um, it's more about avoiding him than fighting him. Yeah, it's kind of similar to that try-transforming thing. Where Which I hate like, as well. Yeah, he's ramming. He does these teleport things, and uh-huh. then he'll ram the wall, and it has a big uh, you know, scorpion tail that will block all your shots. So it's like you only have a, a small window to like he'll teleport, he'll reappear, move, shoot, and then you know, you'll know you have a, a small window before that tail gets in the way. And you can get a few shots in there and then just <laughs> keep doing it for a long time. Uh, a very long time. Still not as bad as the boss of Area 5, though. No, and hopefully you will destroy this guy, and then you can get to the very top of this thing you've been climbing. And at the top, what do you find, Nick? Well, another old friend from Super Contra is that snake and skull combo. I don't know what you want to call it, but the big face descends. It was mm-hmm. This was a boss of an overhead level Yeah, previously, but now... It's like you got a big face with a weak spot. Definitely very alien looking. Yeah, and then it's got two snakes that come out of either of these ports to the right and left side. But this guy I thought was pretty easy. Very much so. The snakes will don't even get close. I mean, they'll come at you, but if you just stand in the corner. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're totally safe. You can shoot them a ton. Now, the hard part is once you have destroyed the snake, a bunch of little dudes come out. Yeah, it'll start dropping right And if you've destroyed both snakes, then there's a ton of guys coming out, and the head itself will start spitting out little shrimps or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, what is cool, though, is as you hurt him, like he loses an eye, then another eye. Yeah, I, yeah. I did like that. But there is a part where you are just constantly firing in every direction to, to not get hit by all the little men coming out. Yeah, yeah. But this guy, still not as bad as the boss of Area 5. But you can beat him up. You can blow up his head, and then out from the hole of his body will come, I guess, Red Falcon's brain. Yeah, and this is the most unfortunate part for me because i just feel like this boss does not fit in this game in any way shape or form it's a weird boss uh it's a you know like we said it's a brain but it has an eyeball in the middle Mm -hmm. and um it phases in and out yeah and it has like eight of these orbs of different shapes Mm -hmm. that rotate around and you you know they'll just be moving around and you shoot one and then that's kind of its attack pattern slash form that it'll fight you for for a little while and it has eight i don't even know what half of them do I um there's a I wrote down a few that I saw repeatedly. There's one that looks like spikes, like a spike ball. Mm-hmm. Um, when that one, it, it'll the the brain will float left to right, just dropping a bunch of those off but and a ton of items. Yeah, and power ups. Power ups. So that's where you want to get the bombs. If you can get bombs in there, you are in heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one I saw the most, and I would try to do this because I think it's the easiest, is there's a blue one blob. That will make legs. It has two big legs. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it just slowly walks across. You can be, in fact, you can be directly underneath and walk in between them. And that's just what I would straight do. up. Yeah. So that's um, a good way to do a lot of damage to them. I thought the eyeball was fairly easy as well. And which one's that? Is that... Uh, it just creates a lot of eyeballs that fly around the screen. But Wait, you can destroy them yeah. real easy. So I was like, I'll take this any day because two shots and an eyeball's gone. Yeah. There's one that's like these gray circles that will make a, like six of them around you. Mm-hmm. And then they... Uh, you have to destroy them to block your shots. Okay. They might squeeze you later, but... What is the one that creates the uh, the the orbs that bounce around the room and you cannot destroy them? Mm, man, I can't remember. That one is horrible. <laughs> that one is horrible. It's Yeah, it's it's weird, man. Because uh, it, it's it creates some very tight areas that 
I just you have to be really spot on to if you're, squeak between. If you're fortunate enough, you can you know aim for the ones you like, even though they're they're turning super fast. Uh-huh. But but honestly, this boss isn't that tough. Uh, no, like once you get here, <laughs> right. So you've defeated this brain, mm-hmm. and this is where if you were playing on normal mode, the game would end. Yeah, and it'll be like step it up, junior. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, uh, helicopter comes, descends deep into this creature wherever you're at. You jump onto the <laughs> missile as you are wont to do, yeah, and you are to fly away from it. Yeah, but after you leave the screen, you'll see the the brain's eye will open, and then this kind of sweet metal like exoskeleton comes and shuts around it. Yeah, it's like armor. Yeah, it's pretty awesome, and it has like these four legs, and it starts climbing up after you, and you're like, oh crap, like here it comes. Yeah, and well, it uh, claws left and right. It's a very simple pattern, though. It's actually probably one of the easiest bosses in the game. Yeah, like, I'm really surprised that this is what they held for you yeah. on hard mode. I was expecting something really rough, and this is nothing. It's a nice little breeze here. No, end. I mean, it, it looks cool enough, and you know, you'll, you'll fight him and destroy him. Like, I remember... You know, like I said, the first time I beat this game on hard many years ago, I beat the boss of Area 5, right? The Mm -hmm. overhead. And then I had like two lives left. And I didn't continue after that. And by the time I got to the end of the game, I had like six lives. Like I'd actually gained more lives. Like it it really eases up after that. Well, hopefully you can destroy this armored creature. And if you do, you fly away. You up into the sky. Mm -hmm. And you're treated to a nice set of real credits. Yeah, you get the real names. Uh, You get some like black and white quote-unquote photos like mm-hmm. of, your, of your adventure coming by um. oh and in one of those pictures your dudes one of the dudes looks so much like sylvester stallone i cannot <laughs> believe they 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 let it slide dude um I, I did think it was interesting too that uh in the credits like that they're only like past tense like it doesn't say producer it's produced right directed or you know like it was interesting yeah i don't know but Whatever you're, you know, you're on the helicopter that you know. Uh, while these credits go by, and then the helicopter will land in some streets with a nice crowd of people. A weird crowd of people. There's <laughs> a, a couple kids. A, there's a dog running around. Yeah, not an enemy dog though. Not a man-faced mutt. Hopefully. No. And then you raise your guns to the sky in victory, and uh, you're treated with a pretty lackluster little yeah. paragraph. Well, it's like a peaceful time will come. Yeah, you get a little thing. I do like that it shows your final score, and it has a picture of the players characters in like dress uniforms yeah they're out of their like uh running through the jungle garb and now they're like yeah. in their, their their dress blues it's nice yeah so and you've done it man and if you see that ending and didn't cheat uh thumbs up man because it's not an easy feat yeah more power to you all right here we are in the review portion of our show and of course we use the classic nintendo power review system with four categories and a possible score from zero to five starting with graphics and sound uh i gave this a 4.0 as did i nice Uh, i said i loved the graphics i loved the sprites and the backgrounds it's really just the overhead levels that kept this from being a five yeah the overhead levels are you know, aside from not being that fun, they're graphically not that interesting. You know, and I, I, I won't totally ding them on the fact that it's kind of low res from it being a one giant sprite. Mm. But it's just they're really uninspired. There's not much going on. They didn't yeah. add anything there. It's just meh. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like the music, well, quite epic, isn't the most memorable in certain ways. Right. Know, I'm but... never going to be humming these songs, but they're all pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. the sound effects. Top notch. Very classic, really fun Konami effects. Definitely. 
So I, I like those a lot. Yeah, and you had a lot of good-looking boss sprites for the most part. Definitely. We don't see a horrible over-reliance on the mini ball effect, you know. Yeah. It was yeah. very prevalent in the Super Nintendo world. But, you know, I would just like to say that the sprites of your two main characters are really, really strong. And all of the smaller enemies that you, you fight. Definitely. Agreed. Next up is play control, and I gave this a 3.5. Okay, I gave it a 4.0. Again, overall, so good, mainly in the side-scrolling, most of the points come off during that overhead level yeah, or two. Yeah, um, I really, you know, the original Contras don't ask you to do much. This gives you a bomb, an extra gun you can switch, and a strafe button. So I was like, wow, I really like what you've done here. But then for two of the six levels, you put me in this box I don't like. So Yeah, it's just so hard to control. Your aim is so slow in the overheads. It really just bogs you down and takes away from that nonstop rush of fun and excitement the other ones have. Oh, it's true. It's true. To, to have all those uh, buttons, as you say, be so responsive. And then go to not being able to jump, not being able to turn quickly. It's like, yeah. no thanks. Yeah. All right, challenge factor. I ranked this at 4.5. As did I. Um, I think, uh, you know, I would actually, if it wasn't for the boss of Area 5, or really, okay, let's just say Area 5 in general. Right. Like, I would even knock it down a little bit because, Oh, you know, for sure. It's, it's, for the most part, I think the difficulty in this game, while tough, is fair. Right. I said the first half of this game, and that's pretty much what I mean, is is, is not bad at all. Like, it's just learning, like so many games, your patterns. Yeah, yeah. It's not asking, you know, some insane level of reflexes. We're not playing a Karuga here. Right, right. Uh, but once you get to that one stage, man, it's just, it's, oh, it's just almost impossible, it feels like. Like, the first time you get to him, you really, if you have not had any strategies given to you, you would feel like you'd have no way to get past this thing. Well, and it's like one of those things where you're like, I'm in this level, it's really hard, but, I mean, it doesn't have any, it's not like, well, but it's cool looking, or this enemies are cool, or, you know, there's like nothing cool like going on fun. there. Yeah, exactly, where it's like, ugh. Yeah, the only reason I didn't give it a higher score uh, is the fact that you do have those continues. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, if it wasn't for that one boss, it wouldn't be that demanding. Definitely not. Finally, we have theme and fun. What did you give this, Nick? Uh, I went for a 4.0. I, too, gave it a 4.0. Nice. Uh, this game feels and looks like a Michael Bay movie, <laughs> but in a good way. Yeah. The yeah. one, like The Rock. Yeah, you know, the, yeah. The movies you remember having a lot of fun with. Sure, sure. It's not trying to be deep. It's just trying to be an exciting action game, and it does a really great job at that. If we could somehow excise level five, <laughs> this would be one of the most perfect games. Man, yeah. It, but going back and knowing that there's a Japanese version where I can have unlimited continues... It might make that a little easier. Sure. And I mean, I really like that you get a lot of these neat, cool new weapons. I mean, one thing I actually like about the overhead levels was it gives, makes some of the weapons have a different effect that's kind of, you know what I mean? It yeah, rounds them out a little more. If they weren't so sparse and hard, I, I would enjoy them. Yeah. And, uh, but for the most part, I just thought it was a very, like, epic and dramatic game. Like, the way the music, everything has that cinematic quality. And it's a, it's a lot of fun to just blast through, man. It's yeah. safe, the earth. There's always another cool set piece right around the corner that you want to explore. And to me, that is the epitome of a fun game. Amen. Well, Nick, I ask every week, and yet again I do, should you play this game? I think you should. Um, I would say if you're going to do it on hard, you should cheat, at least for parts of it. So. Yeah, I said yes, you definitely should. But watch out 
Because if you want the real ending, you're going to be paying for it with some blood, sweat, and tears. I mean, there's enough cool stuff to look at in this game to that makes it worth playing through. You know, whether you cheat or not, even if you just put on invincibility code in Game Genie or something, it's worth it just to see. You know? I would really just recommend people playing it through in normal mode because you're really not missing out that much on any crazy cool ending. You're not it's getting like, some it's awesome cutscenes, yeah. and that final boss fight isn't anything amazing. Yeah. So I think it's much better to experience all the cool stuff in this game. Yeah. Than to have to fight and fight and fight your way through it. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, we both say, go check this out. Next week's game will be Bionic Commando for the Nintendo Entertainment System. So find a copy of this game any way you can. Grab your controllers and play along, friends. And remember, guys and gals, if there's anything we forgot, Anything we messed up, or maybe you know some other songs that this game lifted from movies, uh, let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and we'll get back to you. Yes, and remember, you can always find out when new shows drop if you check us out on the Twitterverse at Cart Command. You can say hi to us, follow us, share some comments on Facebook at Cartridge Command, subscribe to the show, tell a friend, do whatever you can to help grow this amazing cartridge command army because well frankly we need all the help we can get yeah yeah man we appreciate it you know we're not jimbo and Sully. we can't fight a war with just the two of us you know we need an army a we, cartridge commando army we do indeed and we always must thank from the bottom of our heart those special cartridge commandos that give to us on patreon.com slash cartridge command they're awesome it is their financial support that makes this show happen and we thank you from the bottom of our hearts and as always cartridge commandos Game on! Well, Nick, what kind of game is Alien 3 The Contra Wars? Well, uh... (laughs) 